every day you're listening to Who Miller Thomas, always wonderful, and might I add, a handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, my packages, to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, uh, it's the finale of that Barry Axelrod, former sports agent and former assistant uh, to the Diamondbacks GM, Kevin Towers and Dave Stewart. So we'll drop the finale tonight of me talking to him. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll read to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to go to RockAuto.com where they have amazing selection. The prices are always reliably low. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, let's get into that. Interview between me and Barry Axelrod. Yeah, I mean, I love this baseball season just because it feels like every game is so important. I mean, you talk about the D-backs. They started the season so slow, and then after 10 games, you're like, if they don't pick this up, there's not a lot of time to make this up. So I love the idea of, you know, shortening a baseball season because I've always thought 160 162 games is just too many, honestly. I, I don't think you'd need that much. Uh, I think 100 games could definitely satisfy a sample size and let us know which teams are good enough to be in, in the playoffs and which teams aren't. So do you think baseball could use this season as, you know, a sample size to maybe reducing games in the future? You know, you're, again, talking to a real old-school person. And I have always loved the way baseball did it. I have always – uh, disdained the NBA regular season because it almost doesn't matter because everybody gets in. It was like the NHL did it this year. You know, almost everybody gets in. Seeing 16 out of 30 teams getting into the playoffs, that's distasteful for me. There's going to be some teams that don't deserve to be there. And I, I, I like a 162-game season. I like the, the, you know, the description of it as being a marathon where – managers have to manage their pitching staffs and have to manage their bullpens and have to figure out, you know, giving guys days off and really uh, being willing to lose a game here or there for the, the sake of the health of their, their, their players and their pitching staff. Um, you know, I think it's a, a chess game of sorts that I've always enjoyed watching. And the other aspect of shortening it too much is baseball, you know, far beyond any other sport is the most statistically oriented, always has been, and even more so now with the analytics. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, our, our benchmarks mean something. You know, hitting 50 home runs or, or, or hitting 350 or uh, driving in 100 runs. Um, you know, I, I was the other day went back and looked at some of the stats of pitchers like Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax and Warren Spahn that we get, you know, 40 starts in a year and complete 30 games, you know, this amazing stuff, amazing benchmarks. And I, I, those benchmarks have always been important. And if like the stats this year, I don't know how you're going to, I don't know how you're going to value the statistics of this year. Baseball has always been, you've always seen guys, for instance, 
start out at the, at the end of May, they're saying, well, he's projected to hit 92 home runs this year. And then all of a sudden he starts playing in the summer in St. Louis and Chicago and Washington, D.C. and Texas. And guys get tired and, and, and performances fall off. I think that's all part of the game and watching that happen is the fabric that I've always enjoyed. So, again, I'm old school and I know I'm, you know, stubborn mm -hmm. about stuff, but I, I just like the way it's always been. And, and I'm fascinated by this year, as I say. It's a totally new way to watch things, and uh, but but I like the old way better. I like I like having to really fight and battle to get into the playoffs, and having five or six teams in each league make it, as opposed to uh, eight teams in each league make it. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I do wish the NBA, you know, uh, lessened the amount of teams that make the the playoffs because they have over half the league making it in their sport. And I think that's just too many. I'm okay doing it this year in baseball just because it's such a wonky year. Hopefully next season they move back to less uh, amount of teams that can make the playoffs. But with so many teams making the playoffs, you know, you, you might have another Washington Nationals situation where you seem like – you see a team like the Miami Marlins maybe get in and win the World Series, even as though that may be pretty unlikely. So who is your World Series favorite right now? Because it's pretty hard not to say the L.A. Dodgers. Well, it is hard not to say the L.A. Dodgers. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up a Dodger fan. Uh, what I tell people, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, so I tell people that I, it's hard to be a fan when you're in the business. You become a fan of the way organizations are run. Uh, I, there are certain organizations that I think uh, I love the way they're run. I think the Yankees are well run. Uh, I have always thought the Cardinals were, were well run. I think Atlanta is well run these days. Um, and the Dodgers are well run. Uh, uh, there are others. I'm, I don't mean to leave anybody. I, I like I like the new Diamondbacks regime. I, I, I like, you know, the way they're doing things. And I think they have a plan, um, but um, it takes time, and they're still they're still you know putting their plan together and implementing. So, uh, but they, I think they 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 know what they're doing and they're heading in the right direction. But you know, God, the Dodgers' talent. I mean, if they stay healthy, my answer to who I think is going to win is always the same year in year out. It's whoever has the least serious injuries. So, um, you know, the Dodgers' talent is uh, – I don't know how you, can, how you can even compare anybody to them. Maybe the Yankees, except the Yankees have a lot of injuries. Um, uh, I just saw – it's a, a, interestingly kind of a, a dark horse. I just saw that Toronto picked up Taiwan Walker. Mm -hmm. I don't know how effective he's going to be but, um, or how much help he's going to be. But they're not a bad team, and they're moving in the right direction with – young players um so I, I i don't know i but uh, you know if you if you had to place a bet you got to bet on the dodgers there's so much talent up and down that lineup and the other thing about them is they're so versatile and dave roberts who's a very good friend he's a he just was uh, i'm a ucla guy and and doc is a ucla guy he just uh yesterday was announced that he had been elected to the ucla athletic hall of fame which makes us all proud but I, I think he's a, he's a wonderful guy, and I think he's done a really nice job managing. He's been criticized, I know, but he's a good guy, and he does things the way you're supposed to do it. He was a good teammate. He played the game the right way, and I think he manages the game the right way. 
and I'd love to see him succeed. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. So, um, you know. All right, all right, all right. I'll get into Diamondbacks' predictions about the trade deadline in just a moment with Barry. But first, let me tell you guys about Postmates because when you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., or ibuprofen at 10 a.m., you just got to Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you use the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code LOCKEDON. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. That is the best. That is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it, and let's continue that conversation with Barry and I. Yeah, it's hard not to pick him, but I'm going to have to, since this is the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, I'm going to have to bring it to the D-backs. And their team, they're currently 13 and 19. They started the season pretty slow. And in the middle of it, they surprisingly got pretty hot. They won like 10 of 13 games. Now they're back on a six or seven game losing streak. And with the trade deadline approaching, do you think a team like the D-backs should, you know, in a weird season like this, 
and still a below 500 record, do you think maybe they should go out there and try to, you know, acquire some pieces? You know, they're still not out of the wild card race just yet. Do you think a team like that should go out and acquire pieces at the trade deadline or just say, you know what, let's make it a fire sale and let's get rid of Robbie Ray. Let's trade Jake Lamb and let's just retool for next season. You know, I think first, before I answer that, I would say that you've hit on, I think, what one of the other really interesting storylines of this season is, is how this trade deadline plays out. You know, they, before this all started, they all said, they said, okay, we're going to move the trade trade deadline back to whatever, August 31st. Um, but, you know, that's, that's barely halfway through the season. And with this short season, uh, look, I think everybody except maybe the pirates probably still think they're in it. Uh, I mean, if, if I'm the diamondbacks, I'm looking at it the way you're supposed to uh, optimistically, I'm going to say, Hey man, if we win five in a row, we are right back in this thing. We're in the playoffs. If we, if we can throw a, 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 a winning streak together, that's one side of the equation. On the other side of the equation, answering your question, do I think they should do that? My answer for them and other teams in that situation is no, uh, because what, if, you, if you were going to trade away quality players that uh, I'm, I, I'm not totally sure of the, the Lamb or Robbie Ray contract situation, but quality players that you can have on your team for uh, what appears to be a reasonable price uh, for the, for the uh, ability to sneak in to a number seven or number eight slot in the playoff grid and then have to go to either LA or Chicago to play a three game series. Why, why would you do that? I, I, I think it's a high price to pay to, 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 to sneak into a, a seventh or eighth slot. And if you look at it realistically, they're going to have to play really well to, to, try to get into the, one of the top two spots in the National League West. Yeah, I agree with that sen uh, sentiment. Just personally, I just want to see the D-backs trade Robbie Ray, no matter if they're doing good, <laughs> no matter if they're losing. I, every time he goes out there, he gives up five earned runs and he pitches four innings with 95 pitches thrown. He, he's consistently the worst pitcher in baseball right now. So no matter what, I would just like to see him traded. But to wrap up this pod, Barry, I need to get your craziest story as a sports agent. You know, maybe it was a negotiation gone wrong. Maybe you got that, that call in the middle of the night. Tell me your craziest story as a sports agent. Oh, boy. Well, uh, having worked with players like um, Rick Sutcliffe and Mark Grace, uh, I mean, personalities, there's plenty of craziness to go around. Uh, but I, I wish you had given me more time to think about this and come up with just one, because probably at, you know an hour after I get off with you, I'm going to think of ten of them that I, I could tell you. But uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I can remember you know memorable events when I I, I went to. Uh, Wrigley Field in 1988 for the first night game at Wrigley Field. Uh, Rick Sutcliffe started as the pitcher. Mark Grace was at first base. Uh, you know, it was the toughest ticket I've ever had to get in my life, and everybody wanted to be there. 
but but it was very eventful. Uh, you know, Rick, they, they asked him to throw a first pitch and throw it outside because they had this special gold ball commemorative that it was going to go to the Hall of Fame. They said, he goes, well, I'm going to be, then I'm going to be down in the count. Why not? They said, no, no, I'll call it a strike. And, you know, it was Eric Gregg. I'll call it a strike. Well, he throws it, you know, on the out, down, you know, six inches outside as requested. And Eric Gregg, he doesn't move. Ball one. <laughs> and Rick looks at it. And Eric Gregg just kind of shakes his head, you know, I forgot, I, you know. Whatever. So now he's got Phil Bradley at the plate. And he's got to throw one down the middle. Uh, you know, got to throw a strike. He doesn't want to go down 2-0. And Phil Bradley hits it into the street. Second pitch of the night game, first night game ever, Phil Bradley hits it into the street. And what they did, because it was such a popular event, they had all these uh, celebrity guests working with Harry Carey. They were each going to do an inning. And Bill Murray was doing the first inning. And as soon as that ball was hit in the street, he, his comment was, you know, maybe these lights weren't such a good idea afterward, after all. And the, the saving grace for him was that it started raining harder than I've ever seen it rain in the second inning. So the, the whole Phil Bradley got the first hit, the first RBI, the first home run, scored the first run, all the firsts, and it all got wiped out because the game got rained out. So they Amen. started over the next night, and the guy that got the first hit in that game was Mark Grace. So he officially <laughs> has the first hit in the night game, even though Phil Bradley got it the night before. So that's one of the crazier uh, fun times I've ever had. I'll, as I said, an hour from now, I'll have 10 of them for you, but we'll, we'll be long gone by then. Yeah, I know you got some juicy stories on top of your head that you, that you don't want to say in the pod right now. That's okay. Yeah, there's also <laughs> some that I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I got you on that. That's okay. Barry Axelrod of Major League Beginning. Go listen to it with Mark Sweeney and Mike Pomerantz. Thank you, Barry, for hopping on the Locked On Diamondbacks pod today. Well, thank you. We're having – I'm learning more about podcasts all the time. We're new at it. I guess everybody is, and uh, the Mark Grace episode is good, and I hope people listen to it, all your Diamondback fans, and our other episodes are pretty good, too, so we would welcome your listeners to come over and hear some of ours. Yeah, do you have any social media handles that you want to shout out, Barry? Uh, we're, our, our, uh, we're just Major League Beginnings. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're part of the Believe Network, as you are. Uh, our website is just simple, all lowercase, no punctuation, majorleaguebeginnings.com. That's Barry Axelrod, former sports agent of the podcast Major League Beginnings. Go listen in. Thank you, Barry, for hopping on today. Thanks, and good luck with your podcast. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank to everyone who tuned into this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Derry, thank you to Barry Axelrod of Major League Beginnings for coming on uh, to my podcast. And hopefully I'll be on his podcast one day too. Hope everyone is out there staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!